Thanks for downloading the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Today, Paula and I are celebrating a very special podcast anniversary, and we discuss the first year we became official. Plus, we recap our trip to Reno to see one of our most favorite comedians, as well as some funny, ugly, and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much for listening. Shop with Cliff.com, won't you? Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? We have to be quiet. We don't want them to come back and curse us. Paula? We know who we hate and we know who we like. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 443. Ugh! Ugh! Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to us. So I was telling you over the weekend when we went up to Reno on our way, I got a notification of a memory on my social media that seven years ago, to that day, Friday, February 21st, was the day that we officially submitted the Ugly Truth podcast to stream live everywhere. Seven years ago today. Why do I feel like it's been longer? Because we did a lot of practice before. And I think we had it on like um, just our website for like a minute because we were terrible. We did Spotify first. I know we did that one first. We did Stitcher. Oh, Stitcher. That's what I'm thinking, not Spotify. Yeah, we did that, but it was like hard. We had like 10 downloads. It was nothing. It was basically we were so practice. excited, though. We're like, okay, <laughs> I know the three of us listened and two other people. So that's five. So that means five other people that we don't know listened. Yay! Yeah, it was like, and Daryl's like, well, I, I'm sure I can think of some people who are listening. I'm like, okay, that's 10. And then we finally submitted it to apple which is the essentially at that point it was the official and almost only reputable place to stream your podcast yeah it was pretty exclusive at that point right and so then we got 30 downloads and we're like we're gonna be famous i know that's when shit hit (laughs) the fan we're like oh my god And then we were uh, a part of a group of people who listened to a more established podcast Mm -hmm. and they, some of them listened organically because we did not promote it. No. And they said, oh, I've listened to The Ugly Truth. They're funny, but they're unlistenable because the quality of our recording was so terrible. (laughs) It was awful. It was like listening to someone on a cell phone. Oh, my God. So when I heard, oh, and then they're like in the popping of the peas. It was bad. Do you know, to this day, Jamie, I am still so self-conscious of that. Like Me too. When I do my test recording, I am like super diligent <laughs> to make sure it doesn't sound like anything. I know. I'm the same way. In fact, when so when I read that comment, I turned into a, like a two inch tall person. And I said, well, if we're going to do this, I guess we need to do it correctly. And so I told Daryl, I said, we must buy the the best microphones we can afford and we need to get windscreens and we need to practice. And so we did. And then once we felt comfortable is when producer Dub submitted it to Apple. I think it was like episode 24 or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that was seven years ago. Wow. Seven. And I realized that there's a lot of podcasts that have been around 
forever, like 10 and 11 years. Mm -hmm. So we kind of came in at the beginning, right? I mean, it's not like we we were late to the party, but uh, and considering we're still doing it and we still enjoy it and we have thousands of downloads now versus yeah. 30 i mean i think it's impressive and we're nobody so that's pretty good well and we've seen pot like so many podcasts come and go in I between know. you know ours and so yep. i wouldn't say it's hard work but i mean it's dedication and um it is and it's consistency like you said from the yes. very beginning it's consistency and you just have to plug along and not give up well you have to keep doing it and you have to mm-hmm. be reliable and you can't just be hit or miss because you do lo- lose your audience if you're not like if they can't count on a day or a time that you're gonna drop then right They'll move on to something else. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you if you drop like every two, you know, one one time it's like two weeks, and then like next time it's like three weeks later, they're just mm-hmm. they're not gonna keep listening because I mean, well, what's the right. point? I'm just like, so what are you dropping like a show, like two shows every five weeks? I mean, it just right. that doesn't make any sense. Here's a perfect example of that. There is a comedian who's pretty famous who had a podcast. And I was like, oh, this guy's so funny. And so I would listen, listen. And then all of a sudden, for five weeks, there was nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And then he did one, and it was shitty because it had been five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then it was another three weeks before he dropped another one. I unsubscribed. I'm like, I don't have time for this. There's a thousand other podcasts that are right. equally as funny and I know I can rely on them to be there when I'm doing stuff that I need to listen to something driving or whatever it is you're doing. So you and I, I said, I told you in the beginning, I'm like the, the number one thing with podcasting is consistency. You cannot flake out because you're too tired or you're bored or we're fighting. I mean, Paula, how many times in the last seven years have we literally stopped recording and had a full blown argument over the mics? Yeah. Crying. Yeah, I mean, insane. But we but we work through it because we're sisters and we love each other. Right. But it, can you imagine if we weren't? It'd be over. No, that <laughs> would, would be really difficult. Over. That would be like difficult. you're a bitch. Well, I'm sure that happens on. Well, I mean, how many times have you read about movies or like yeah. sitcoms or whatever? They're just like two actors that hated working together. You know, like the <laughs> Notebook, like Rachel right. McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Supposedly, they hated each other. Right. Okay. So out of curiosity, I was, I did a little research on the year 2013 and I wanted to see how much has changed in the past seven years. And I have to tell you, it was an innocent time. It was a naive, had we any idea what it would be like seven years later in in America, we wouldn't be able to believe it. The words that were added to the dictionary in 2013, twerk, Selfie and derp. Derp. <laughs> derp, derp. Yeah. Yeah. Those I know. were the three quote unquote new words that added, were added to the dictionary. I can't believe they added those words to the dictionary. It's pop culture, you know. Maybe the urban dictionary, but not the real dictionary. Well, I mean, if people are using them all the time, like selfie, and you want to know what it means, you can Google dictionary.com and type in selfie and it will tell you what it is. So. It kind of, they have a responsibility to cater to the dumb of us. So 
It's too bad. In celeb news, a very tumultuous year in celeb news, Paul Walker died from his car crash. Oh, God, that's right. Yep. Corey Monteith from Glee died. Yeah. That year. And James Gandolfini died. God, that, that was a I bad know. year. God, it we was. Thought, uh, was it 2018? <laughs> that we thought that was the bad year for When deaths. George Michael and Prince died? Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> but yeah, this was, and it was like one after the other. It was really, it was tragic. Yeah. And then also that's the same year that Lance Armstrong admitted to using banned substances and doping his blood. That one I just didn't give a shit about because everybody in that sport, from what I understand, does it. He just was the biggest name and he kept winning. So well, he got nailed. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, how many people follow the Tour de France for fuck's sake? I mean, <laughs> there are people that do, but not in this country so much. I mean, I know there are there are, but maybe he got yeah. like, you know, a lot of attention because he won so many times and he lost a ball like a testicle. Exactly. You know, but. On the same token, I mean, he's also the one that, like, I think divorced his wife and, like, you know, they had three kids and then he got with, like, some younger chick or something like that. I don't know. Cheryl Crow. Well, not right away. It wasn't Cheryl Crow right away. Oh, was it somebody else? I'm pretty sure it was somebody yeah. else. And he's so. Just a, he was a douche anyway then. It's, it's not shocking, Jamie. They they all do I know. It. Well, but, they all have the ego. They have big dick mentality. Well, they, I think you know. they just go through like this midlife crisis thing where they're just like, I'm getting old. I need to feel young. And <sighs> they do. So they they can't be at peace with a, a really decent woman who's seen him through the poor times. And now they're enjoying their wealth. Suddenly <laughs> they need their second new baby wife. Why can't men just accept like defeat or or things that just go wrong because there's that there was that big fight this weekend in boxing it was mm -hmm. uh i forget yes. the names it was on saturday and now the guy's saying that you know he wasn't himself because when he was walking out his costume that he walked out to weighed 40 pounds what is he 10 <laughs> and it weakened his legs and I'm I was just too like, tired. I, I stayed up too late playing video games. And then the next day, that's why I failed. And he says, you know, he didn't realize once you added the batteries and everything that, you know, it was so heavy. And I'm just like, what the fuck do you squat, dude? <laughs> right. And I'm just like, what? And, and I'm like, why do men have to make excuses for everything? Because, I mean, it could be Ugh. anything. Anything. Because they would, Paula, they would rather lose a finger than admit they're wrong. I just, I don't understand that. And it's, I know. It, it literally is anything. It couldn't, and women, we have no problem submitting we're wrong. We're just like, ah, we fucked up, you know? Well, why is dinner burnt? I don't know. I left in the oven too long, you know? I mean, it's just like, <laughs> that's just how it is. But it couldn't be like, you know, of the man. Well, I set the timer, but, you know, I think the batteries are low. Or, oh, well, my It just God. didn't go off. Or, so I, you know, true. I was in the bathroom and, you know, it must have gone off. And Ryan was supposed to tell me, but, you know, or whatever it might be, you know? Also, in 2013, this is the year that your most favorite commercial came out. Mike, 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 Mike. Oh, my God. Ryan would have loved that. 2013, seven years ago is when the camel, the Geico camel was introduced to the world. God. Seven years. 2013. And that was the year my divorce was final. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it was a hell of a time to uh, start a podcast. It was a hell of a year. The most popular song 
was what does the fox say? Oh, for fuck's sake. What does the fox say? Yeah, that was the most popular song in 2013 as far as like pop culture goes. I'm sure it wasn't on the Billboard. Well, it was on Billboard charts, but it had infiltrated all the pop culture stuff like Dancing with the Stars and all that junk. Okay, and then the final one I I think you would enjoy. It was a, one of the most popular stories of 2013 was when an unnamed woman in Texas found a snake. She decided to throw gasoline on it that lit the snake on fire and the snake ran. Well, they don't run. The snake went into the, a brush pile in her house and the entire brush pile caught on fire and her whole house went up in flames. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I remember this story very well. Where was the snake at? Probably like on her driveway or something. So she threw gasoline on it and then it cut and she lit it on fire. And the thing, you know, as most people would do if they're on fire, started running or slithering very quickly, found a wood pile to hide under and lit the whole thing on fire, killed him, burned her house to the ground, caused damage to her neighbor's house. Can you even imagine Actually, you probably can. Well, the thing, that's kind of cruel, though. I mean, I don't think I'd oh, light yeah. a snake on fire. I mean, that's just I mean. Know. Who wants to burn to death? No. And it's moronic. Let's start with the fact it's a, it's an idiot move. I mean, she deserves to lose her house. My God. That's what you get. Anyway, that was 2013 in a nutshell. Pretty crazy year, actually. If you think about it, sounds like it. A lot happened, including us. We were hatched officially. The Ugly Truth 2013. So happy anniversary to us. Seven years. Hopefully we have many more years to come. And by the time, you know, we revisit our seven year anniversary, we'll be famous. Yes. And making a lot of money. Okay. So you and I and producer Dub journeyed up to Reno, Nevada or Nevada, depending on who you are. It's Nevada. I know. To see our favorite comedian, one of our favorite comedians, Sebastian Maniscalco. 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 Jesus Christ, Jamie. What? Our favorite comedian, <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm like, Maniscalco. yeah, he's our favorite. That's why you don't know how to say his last name. At the Grand Sierra Resort in the illustrious Reno, Nevada. Um, the, the drive up was super easy. We had no problems. I didn't think. No, it was a I nice was... quick drive. Yes, it was. Except for when we had to stop to let you get the impending migraine that you were getting at that place, <laughs> I... that, that rest stop place full of questionable folk. The Shell gas station. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, the, there was a lot of people watching a lot of people watching well there's not many places to stop on the way so once no. you get in the mountains i mean so yeah so we arrive at the hotel it was so crowded i couldn't understand it super crowded and i have been in my fair share of casinos in general whether it's thunder valley or cash creek or vegas or reno and I've never experienced the level of cigarette smoke that we did when we were there because there's fil the filtration systems. The whole point of having them is so that you can smoke and it won't bother everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it was thick. Like 
like smoky. It looked like an old tavern in there. It was just thick with smoke. Well, not just that. They usually are pumping oxygen in there too. There was nothing. And Mm -hmm. the only thing I can think of was the construction is they must be working on it. Maybe that's what they're working on. And that's why everything's kind of shut down. Like there's big walls everywhere. Mm I it, don't know, but it, it didn't was want to really spread out the dust or like the sawdust or whatever. So. Yeah, it was just super uncomfortable. And I like actually the smell of cigarettes. It doesn't bother me, but stale cigarettes is when I start to struggle. And then I saw some dudes smoking fat cigars at the bar. Yeah. And it was just like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not a prude when it comes to casinos. I know it's full of vice and I'm cool with it. You know, that's why you're there. That's why we're there. Mm-hmm. Right. But man, it was thick. I was I was surprisingly annoyed <laughs> by the smell. Yeah, I guess I didn't really notice it. Um, but that's when I started to get that really bad headache. And so yes. um, I bought I had bought some aspirin at the Shell station because mm-hmm. I had a little bit of a headache already. But I think it's just because I didn't sleep very good the night before. And right. so um, when we got there, though, it started to get kind of bad. And then we went to dinner, which was actually really fun. Well, did you and, and you did like your room because we didn't share a room. Oh, my God. I love my room. Yeah. Yeah. We decided to be adults and everybody got their own bed and their own room. Yes. So. And so we went down. We met downstairs and we went to uh, Charlie Palmer's Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was yep. called? And we got a great table because it was in the bar area where you don't need a reservation. And we just happened to grab a free table. Right. And it was right along the the walkway where you can watch people, which was the best part of <laughs> That's dinner. That's what I told everybody here. I'm like, we actually had the best table, I said, because we got to make fun of everyone as they watched Everybody. <laughs> First of all, what I didn't realize was... People like cruise that thing like in a round. So they go around and around in circles. Why? I don't know. Just going through and just watching everyone. There was one guy who was very odd and he kept turning and looking at us every time he'd walk by. And I'm like, if that guy walks by one more time and stares at us, I'm climbing over this gate and I'm punching him in the face. Like, what do you want? he's, He's fucking creepy and I'm done with it. But the, the the interesting coupling, the exhausted parents trying to get pizza for their rugrats. Right. There was a lot of that. And then there was a lot of groups of women. Happy birthday, Pam. There was a yes, lot of that. There was. was. Then there was the some kind of private party going on in the back of Charlie Palmer's with a bunch of drunk men in suits. That yeah, was great. With name tags. With name tags and their <laughs> well, little whiskeys. I remember looking over there and I'm just like, why do they have blow up dice? <laughs> dice. I, just, I wasn't sure what that was about. And I'm like, that looks like some lame team building thing that they were forced to oh, do yeah. at some point earlier. All the men ha- were required to God, attend. I hate that shit. <laughs> you know, they're I just know. like, okay, now we're going to play a game. And everyone's just like, oh, fuck's Ugh, sake. Give me a cock. Can we just have the cocktails and mingle instead of your stupid team building games? We all know each other. We know who we hate and we know who we like. That's not going to (laughs) change. Okay, so the people watching was amazing. You and I both, and first of all, you and I got a cocktail in us, so we were way more obnoxious and judgy. Oh, God, we were right. Well, and of course, producer does. He's just like, what's funny about you guys is you think you have a poker face, but really your guys' (laughs) face just says it all. (laughs) Because we're sitting there, we have these mortified looks on our faces, but we think we're being like all subtle. (laughs) 
<laughs> when this when this clearly satanic worshiping couple walked by, I told them about that. I'm all the guy looked like his skin was so thin you could see his membranes. You know, he had long wispy gray hair, and she was like full goth. And they were walking, and I'm like, I swear to God, Paula, I'm pretty sure he's floating by. I don't think he's actually walking. And I'm like, I th- I thought I saw smoke underneath his feet. <laughs> It was terrifying, and we were both, our mouths were agape and disgusted, and Daryl's like, you know what's wrong with you two? And we're like, nothing's wrong with us. He's like, you know, and they were, like, imitating him. We're like, ooh. (laughs) And we're really loud. It was hilarious, actually. (laughs) God. I'm like, I don't even remember saying, we have to be quiet. We don't want them to come back and curse us. (laughs) Like, we were being ridiculous. Well, you just kept lamenting at how many five heads there were. They're just like, you're like, there's a lot of forehead around here. There's a lot of forehead around here. You just kept saying that. And I I kept trying to look and I'm like, I don't see any. So we're in line, this long ass line to get into the show. Yes, and you decided- because you, you had to rush me. Because you didn't want us to be late. And so we finally get down there only to find out we had to wait in like, you know, a thousand person line. And I'm wearing like five inch heels. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad we ran to wait. (laughs) Your heels were the least of your outfit. You decided to slut it up. But good. Hey, I, I was tastefully slutty. I don't know if I would go that far, but what I, I would look say... look like a total whore. You did not look like a total whore, but you decided to display the, the most of your globular breasts to the world in a vest that actually has a shirt that goes with it that you decided not to wear. It's true. <laughs> Here's what I thought. I'm like, first of all, wear whatever the fuck you want. You're, you're cute. You're sexy. You have good boobs. Then why not show them off? If not here, when? Right? Yeah. So... I'm not judging you in that sense. Like, I don't care. And I was your wingman, so I didn't really care. But you couldn't not get people staring at you because it was you were dressed unlike any other. Well, that is true. There was a there was a lot of sweaters and jeans. And so yeah, it was casual. I had the pleather pants on with the five inch heels and the vest mm. with my breasts exploding out of my top. <laughs> Did, were you self-conscious? No, I wasn't because the looks I was getting, it was, they weren't like, you know, like coyote drooling, like, <laughs> no, you know, it was just no. like, like, wow, that is a very attractive woman, you know, yes. kind of thing. That's, and that's, that's why I, I felt thought. it was a little bit more tasteful because I, I wasn't like, you know, short skirt with my like vagina hanging out the bottom kind of thing. Exactly. No, I didn't think it was very sexy. It was very sexy, and there was only, honestly, there was only one attractive guy in the bunch of that of the thousands that were there, and he was in that red leather jacket. He With was super stripes. duper cute. I know. Yes, he was very, he was super adorable, and he didn't seem to be with anybody. I know. He, his buddy, and his buddy's wife definitely were like, hey, hey, elbowing him to like take a gander at you, which would have been a great coupling, except that. You started getting kind of sick. So, I mean, we get, first of all, our seats were amazing. Oh, God, I know. I know. We were literally third row on the on the stage. And 
Although he played to the middle. He didn't even, yeah, I know. He didn't work at the stage, which was disappointing. Because in his specials, he's all over the place. So I thought for sure he'd at least like come to our our end, but he Mm -hmm. didn't. But it was okay because we got still a great view. Well, by the time he would have got to our end, I probably would have looked like I had just gone through chemo. So, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you were good through the opening act, who was really funny. He was funny. What was his name? I don't know. Do we even remember? Okay. So he was really funny. And then almost immediately after Sebastian comes out. I couldn't believe nobody stood up. I was so disappointed. I did. But there was about, I would say there was a smattering of people who stood up up and gave him a standing O. Maybe like 10. But I was yes. just like, everybody, stand up. It's Sebastian. <laughs> stand up for the kickoff. Everybody stand up. <laughs> you should have done that. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. So anyway, he comes out. And the very first thing, I go, Jesus Christ, he's short. He is. And he and has so got Paula, a huge ass. He has a nice big butt and big thick thighs. But he's not fat. No, but he is just... It, naked, I can imagine there is a lot of skin and thickness going on. There's a on. lot of flesh. A lot of flesh. I went home and Googled his height. Here's what's weird. You tell me what you think. Okay. I saw one bio that said he was 5'11". I said, not even that close. That is a fucking lie. That's a lie. And then I saw another one that said he was 5'10". No. And I went, no. I go, I think he's about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I would go with that. I could, yeah, I, could I think that. that those are lies. <laughs> he was really not 5'11". There's no way, unless we were, you know, um, we were having some kind of visual trick. There's no way that dude with that short leg stature is 5'11". Well, it's not like he had a super long torso. And no, I, I'm just saying his legs were so thick. Yeah. And maybe he just does a lot of leg days at the gym. No, I think his body. Well, and plus, if you see him next to his wife, it's not like he towers over her. And she's a small person, too. She's a sprite of a person. I would say five, eight, five, nine is about right. And plus, I mean, he even jokes. Italians are not tall people. They aren't. In general, they're not. You're right. Which is fine because. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fine. I was just they make up for, for some it in reason. so many other ways. So many other ways. But but the thing is, it's so unimportant. It, it doesn't it is. matter. I was just super surprised at his stature because I thought, man, why did I think he was taller? Well, you but- know, he does look taller in his um, thing. But, you know, he looks thicker, I think, than in his last special. Well, he could also just not be acting right now. And so he's kind of not, he doesn't have the film body. Cause you know, when you're filming, they lose like 40 pounds. Well, he so did they do look... just the VMAs, but. Um... Yeah, but that was a year, almost a year ago now. Was it really? So, well, when he would be prepping for it. Yeah. Cause the VMAs are in September. So he probably. So he must look like this. ghastly thin then when he's doing oh, those. Yeah. So oh, that sure. could make him look taller. Which I could see. Sebastian's act was all new material. Yes. And it was good. It I was loved good. It. You know what I realized is it's just like, it's funny to watch at the time, but once you like reflect on it and you have, mm-hmm. you, you have an opportunity to let it kind of like, I don't know, marinate, s- marinate a little bit. Yep. It's yep. so much funnier afterwards. Oh God. It was, I, I laughed a lot and I smiled the whole time 
you, there was a, a very definitive moment. It was about 30 minutes before, it was 30 minutes before the show ended. And you just stopped laughing. You stopped laughing at everything. You were silent as hell. Occasionally you would giggle. And I knew that your migraine had taken over. Yeah. And you were like, you turned to me and you're like, how long do you think this is going to go? And I knew I, it. And I was like, I was like, Paula, I don't know, but it was 954. And I said, I'm guessing like five minutes because they don't go more than an hour usually. And you're like. I said, let's give it five minutes. If it's not over, we'll vacate. And you're like, I feel bad. I'm like, I don't care. If you don't feel good, we got to get out of here. And so right when we finished that conversation, we settle in. Thank you. Good night. Yeah, he's all, thank you very much. Good night. And I was just like, thank oh, thank God. <laughs> then we, all I could think of is we had to make the long ass trek back to the elevators, which was literally on the other side of the casino. I know. It's like I a know. mile walk. But, uh, but you made it. And I got you to your room, and thankfully you recovered. I honestly believe that the cigarette smoke contributed to I migraine. I think that's what it was because I, as soon as I got to my room, and I stri- I don't know what it is about taking off your clothes, but I I literally stripped down to my underwear. Yeah. And then I got into my bed, and I was just like, ugh. And then, <laughs> and like within twenty five minutes to half an hour, I was just like. Oh. My headache was almost gone. Thank goodness. It was the smoke. Well, I chugged like a huge thing of water. And I, I do think it was the smoke. I think it was yeah. the smoke. Because then I was like alert and I was fine. And I yeah, was Yeah, you just, looked like, great in your bed selfie. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so I was just, well, plus I had like 15,000 pillows. So I was like all propped up like a, oh, yeah. like a marionette puppet. and Perfect so, angles. <laughs> perfect angles. <laughs> and so um, I was just like, yeah, this is the life. And then I'm like, if only it I had a, a man in my bed now. <laughs> I know. Then you'd never leave. Yeah, really. A couple of a couple of uh, thoughts on the crowd. It was a great crowd. Yeah. Definitely leaning towards the more conservative side politically, I would say, because of he had a new uh, discussion about guns. And how he said, he goes, people who are gun owners who who know how to use it like they know how to use a fork, they look forward to the day someone breaks into their house. Because they're like, let's go! You know, they're all, oh, everybody's like, hear all that. Woo! 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 Well, you had shut down by then. That's Nevada, though. I mean, plus they were literally about to do their caucuses. So, yes, oh, that I was mean, happening that the next morning. They were all literally. fired up. Yes, they were all about everything. So that part, but <laughs> what was funny about the crowd was the, and we talked about this on the way home, the variety of laughter that comes out of humans. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so weird. Now I know when I'm laughing pretty hard and organically, I sound like Betty Rubble <laughs> and it is what it is. I hate it, but it is what it is. Sometimes I'll go, <laughs> <laughs> but or I'll even do the Muttley laugh, which I've definitely done. No, I'll go. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's like I can't even get any air out. That's how Victor is. And she does this wheezing laugh, and I'm just like, I'm like, you're gonna <laughs> die. Stop smoking. <laughs> Right. So, and actually, it's always when I'm laughing so hard, I don't think I'm going to pee my pants. That's when I know I'm laughing like Muttley. See, I have to be careful if something catches me off guard and I do a burst of a laugh. That's usually when a <laughs> squirt comes out. And I'm like, God and damn it. You've got the, the, the urine in your pants. Yeah. So there was a woman behind me. It was almost distracting because I, I noticed everything about everyone everywhere. But there was a woman behind me to the left. 
and she, all I hear is this all through the funny parts and I'm like and then everyone she's like I really understand oh yep yep and I'm like how old are you like 80 like what is this I couldn't hear it and then there was a dude behind me it was a bigger dude but he laughed like Ernie he's like the whole time and I was like does anyone else hear this and then there was the one person who related to everything he said, and he, she's like, oh, yep, just like my dad, asshole. Oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, God, I'm like, can we not relate our whole childhood trauma to this this hilarity? Can we please keep it to ourselves? That is so funny, because see, I only had the one couple next to me that I could actually hear. The wife, mm. she was laughing. The husband... He he didn't laugh. He was just silent, but he was like Ugh. smiling and he was kind of shaking. But he always put his <laughs> hand on his eyebrows, like you know, <laughs> and, and closed his eyes. Like so he's trying really hard not to laugh out loud. I don't know what he was doing, but or that was the way his way of laughing. And then the wife would just poke him, you know, and then. But they were having so much fun, even though they really weren't interacting. It's just kind of sure. like they had this telepathic, like, you know, oh, yeah. this relationship. They've been together a long time. Yes, it was so cute. And I'm just like, they're having so much fun. And I'm like, I'm I loving it. I'm like almost Aww. having fun with them, even though they don't know. <laughs> so. Well, that's okay. We can we do that all the time. <laughs> we leech on to people and I'm go, like, we had a great time, I'm didn't like, we? I'm so glad we had so much fun. They're like, what? Like, Who are you? Leave us alone, strange boob lady. <laughs> I know. Put yeah. your tits away. My husband, that's why he's been putting his hand on his eyebrows all night. He's trying he not to look at you. not laugh anymore. You whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boo, you whore. Get away. <laughs> We're here on yeah. our 50 year anniversary and you had to ruin it with your giant <laughs> You ruined it with your giant boobs (laughs) um well what was funny when the show ended now this is something that my children and daryl know me all too well which is why i know also i will definitely survive any apocalypse that may occur god i wait for no one clearly i I turn to you and i go let's go and i get up and i beeline out and i miss the entire crowd and i'm one of the first people out of the auditorium even though we were in one of the front rows because yeah. I wait for no, no, I wait for no one. Because I'm not, I'm just not that person. When we go to the airport, we go through TSA. I'm just like, meet you at the gate. <laughs> I'm out. I stayed for a five extra, I stayed for five extra seconds to clap. And, you know, <laughs> to show my appreciation as he walked off the stage. Yeah. I turned around and I'm like, well, where, where did she go? And so all you see like, is okay. dust. <laughs> and then, of course, I got stuck because I don't know if someone was directing traffic or if lines were just going or what. But the row or the the lane that we were in, it was just mm-hmm. stopped like it. Yeah. No one was moving. And of course, everyone in the rows, they started flooding into the line. And I'm just like, right. oh, God, I'm now I'm never going to go. But then I was next to like this aisle that was like gated off and it was just blocked oh. by security. And I thought about it. I'm like, seriously, I'm willing to do just about anything to get into that area and to go through that exit because I'm like, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> so. I saw that and I was like, why the hell are they blocking that off? Like, just let people out. Like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand why they were blocking off an exit. It was stupid. And of course, you it know, was... in my mind, I'm thinking if shit gets real, I'm going to. <laughs> what, which oh, yeah, you're, I'm like, you're climbing if... over that little And I'm woman. thinking, you know, and, and what does that mean if shit gets real? Like, what? What is that? Like, what? what if a bomb goes off and someone starts <laughs> shooting? You know, yeah, really. 
I, I yeah. don't know. And I'm just like, what are you talking about, Paula? I'm like, what's going to get real? Nothing. <laughs> well, what happened was I'm at the egg. I'm at the entrance and I you're nowhere behind me. And I went, OK, so I, I called and you didn't obviously couldn't hear. Well, because it was in my purse on silent. Right. Because, no, no, I you know. know, no phones. So I'm like, OK, I said, I need to make my way back because what if she passed out or got sick? You know, <laughs> So I, I call you once more and you answer. You're like, I'm stuck in the seats. And I'm like, okay, she's alive. She's coherent. I will just wait. And then within seconds, you were there with me. So yeah. it's fine. Yes. Finally. But I did start to, I was a bit concerned because I, I know how migraines are. And I knew you were probably feeling really nauseous. I was. And the idea of you having to walk in those heels all the way to the air. I didn't think you'd make it. I seriously, if if I wasn't so freaked out by casino carpeting, I was gonna yeah. take my shoes off. But I'm like, I thought no. you would. I'm like, I just can't. I, you I can't be that girl. You're no, just I just suffer. That just sounds. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna wind up getting some weird wart or something. You're gonna like get that. coronavirus. Who something. Knows? I don't know. I just. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I'd rather. I don't get, blame Get you. a piggyback from a drunk stranger <laughs> than you know. But you probably could have. At that I point. probably could have. I'd probably be like, mm-hmm. if I let you fill my boobs, will you give me a piggyback right to my room? If I let you massage the left breast, will you take me to the elevators, please? The right one. The right one. I can't feel. So yeah, because that one's an inverted nipple. So, so I don't it's care about it's that basically side. like you know. Touch, it's tickle, it's like tickling yourself it doesn't count it's like a yeah it's like a dead limb just go ahead <laughs> anyway so i thought in general we had a great 24-hour visit it was so fun it wasn't even 24 see that's the thing i told you when, when the next day we we're checking out i'm like i now yeah. know why when you make the reservation they don't say like you know a day they just say overnight because yeah. it's not even 24 hours like we no. checked in at four and we had to leave by 11. Yeah. Like it's far from yeah. 24 hours. Right. Well, I just meant from the time we left and enjoyed it. I mean, just the whole trip I thought was really super fun. Yeah. No, no. It was great. Yeah. No, it was definitely great. The thing is, in reality, I want we wanted to do it so we could have cocktails and have a good time and not worry about driving home. But generally speaking... We could have done that in one day. We could have driven up to the show and driven home and just gotten home really super late. And it would have been fine. But, you know, Daryl decided to get his cocktail on while we were in the show. He had had a cocktail at dinner plus a glass of wine. Then he had a glass of wine at his dad's. And then he came back and had another cocktail at the bar waiting for us. And then we unknowingly walked by him at the bar because we were on our way to get you back to your room. Right. So when I got upstairs to our room, I had to pee and stuff. He had sent me a message saying, hey, I'm at the bar whenever you guys are done. I have some seats saved. And I said, "Okay," because the crowd from the show had not arrived at the bar yet. By the Mm -hmm. time I got there, it was 10 people deep. I couldn't even find it. It was like so crowded. Right. So he ordered another cocktail. (laughs) And so I go down there and he's like, hello. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, he kept slapping this poor lady's bar stool next to him like a hundred times. And I said, you've got to stop assaulting the chairs. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. What are you doing? He goes, what? Okay, fine. I had a cocktail. So what? So what? And I'm like, what are you? What is this? Are you always like this and I just don't know when you've had cocktails? 
He was hammered, is what he was. It's a combination of the cigarette smoke and the drinks, probably. All of it. So he must have repeated himself a thousand times about how he was alone at the bar, and then suddenly there was a crowd. And I said, yeah, I got it the tenth time. I understand. It was crowded, wasn't it? It was very crowded. (laughs) So... Ultimately, I got him upstairs and he passed out cold. Before he said that, he he was sorry that his body was boring. (laughs) He was in the bathroom and I'm sitting in my, I'm sitting in bed looking at, you know, Facebook or whatever. I'm just kind of trolling through, kind of chilling. And he goes, I'm sorry, my body is so boring. And I'm like, excuse me? He goes, well, it's just not like yours. I'm like, "Um, no, no, it is not. I, I get it. So he gets in bed. He goes, I'm so tired. <laughs> and that was all she wrote. Well, what was funny is the next day when I met you guys downstairs, I saw him. And he's like, all right. And he looked like a, one of the uh, ants from A Bug's Life. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I was just, I didn't say anything, but I was just like, wow. I'm like, uh, what happened to him? <laughs> a lot of a lot of old fashions is what happens. And he he tries real hard. He's like, I'm not hungover at all. I'm like, sure you're not. All right. That's fine. That's why your eyes are protruding about two feet out of your sockets. <laughs> That's why you look like one of those squeeze dolls with the eyes pop out. Exactly. Anyway, so it was a great weekend. I loved it. I'm so glad we got to go. And I definitely think we'll be doing that more often because there's just so much good comedy right now. Yeah, there is. so great. And we absolutely love it. So I'm looking forward. So with all that said, let's do our Hugly and Awkward Moments of the Week. Hotel slash travel edition. Okay. Here's the first one. Uh, what I was on an airplane with my girlfriend and her parents. The girlfriend could not get a seat next to me and sat directly behind me. During the flight, I thought I'd surprise her and reach my hand back onto her knee. Oh, That's God. very bendy. <laughs> so I kept extending it up her thigh until I heard giggling. I looked behind through the seats and saw that my hand was on the thigh of the guy next to her. He saw my face and said, I just wanted to see how far you'd go. (laughs) And of course, my girlfriend is hysterical, along with the rest of the entire row. I was very embarrassed. Did she not realize there was hair on the leg? Well, I think he, the man was probably wearing pants. Oh. Like like some disgusting animal in L.A. He actually had pants on on the plane. Last thing I would ever do is wear shorts on a plane. Why would you even take the risk? I mean, uh, because we're awkward and people do awkward shit all the time thinking they're slick and they're not. Okay, so. let me ask your opinion since we're talking about airplanes just quickly. Yes. What okay. is your take on this whole like reclining chair, punching the back of her chair on the airplane thing? Um, I would turn around and bitch slap that guy so fast. I'd be like, shut the fuck up with your punching. I'm going to literally lay, lay you out unconscious. Like, I don't understand the stalemate between the two of them. Like, I can't I'd be like, she look, just sat there and let it happen. I don't know. I don't understand that either because I'm like, look, the seats recline. 
if That's they weren't thing. They, if they didn't want us to recline the seats, they wouldn't give us the option. Now, is it rude? Fuck yeah. I've seen it. My daughter had to deal with this guy, this old man who drank too much and passed out. He put his seat in reclined and his head was practically in her lap. Mm-hmm. And it was really fucking rude. And finally she goes, sir, sir, I need you to lift up your thing. I can't even get out of my chair. And so he did lift it up. And w- which I think is fine. It's comparable, right? You can totally ask somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. And the grandson, who was mortified, asked his dad to switch, asked his grandfather to switch seats with him. So, because he wasn't going to decline, you know, dec- de- decline the seat. And the grandpa's like, no, that's fine. And he wouldn't do it, but he didn't lower his seat after that. So, to me, it's like, What's wrong with just having some manners and saying, you know what? I'm sorry. I realize that you want to lay your, your, your seat back, but I'm in the middle of trying to work or I'm eating or whatever. And your head is literally in my face. Can you please? So he was basically in the very last row and and he couldn't recline. Yes. That's exactly what happened to my daughter. And it is rude, but there's nothing wrong with just communicating. I get that, but I also kind of feel like, well, I mean, it just sucks you're in the last row and all the other chairs yeah. recline. So it's That's just, right. just how it is. But if he was, there's nothing wrong with at least politely asking them and explaining the conundrum and saying, is there a way, can you even lift it up a bit? Because, you know, I'm really trying to work or I'm trying to eat and, you know, your face is right here in my face. And she would have hopefully would it would not have been an asshole and said mm-hmm. i'm sorry and lifted it up i mean i don't know what's wrong with just being civil with one another but instead because of his poor planning and he's in the shittiest seat on the plane decides to act like a toddler i would treat him like one basically yeah i didn't get that and i'm like she just sat there she didn't say a damn word i'm like i would have turned around and be like i don't know what the fuck you think you are doing oh, yeah I said, but like, I'll I am take this laptop and assault you. Well, you saw what I posted on Facebook. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to rip your fucking arms off your your oh, body yeah. and I'm going to shove them down your fucking throat. <laughs> well, and I would re- I'd seriously be questioning his sanity. And then I'd be <laughs> like, and if you try and say or anything or report me, I'm going to tell him that you were trying to harass me and touch I'll me. I'll tell him that you tried to finger me. Exactly. We'll see how that goes. And this, yeah. I said, so we'll see which one of us gets kicked off the plane. Hmm? Ain't going to be me. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's true. I don't fuck with people like that. I'm like, don't even even go there i will make your life hell i said trust me hours i'll win this thing every day and twice on sundays you'll be in a papoose in the back (laughs) air marshal will have a gun to your head all the way until we get to hawaii i don't care (laughs) (laughs) so okay so here's a hotel awkward moment i saw my okay and first of all these are all boys men seem to have a lot of awkward moments in public far more than we do which is weird because they're by themselves and they don't know how to (laughs) interact with the public i saw my best friend in a crowded lobby of the hotel we were staying at so i ran up to him and jumped onto his back yelling onward gallant steed (laughs) i immediately realized my friend was standing across from me and i was on the back of a complete stranger (laughs) can you imagine yes actually i can (laughs) i really can Oh my god, me too. If I saw that, I would laugh so hard. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> I just so I'd be all bravo. The thing bravo. about men, though, is I think they understand women enough to know that we're just awkward creatures. Yeah, creatures, Queefers. and and that <laughs> yes. you know, it's 
it's not surprising to have just some random woman jump on your back and be like, onward, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Because he's just like, well, we're at a vacation spot. She could be drunk. She could think yeah. that I'm somebody else. Or she just could be drunk and, and doesn't care who I am. Either way, one thing, this is going yeah. well in my favor. <laughs> I do I do stupid shit when I'm in a happy drunk mood. I have told you this story. I We had hosted a UFC fight. Everyone was leaving because somebody got too drunk and threw a big fit and had a big fight in the street at our house, which was really mortifying. But there were two people in my kitchen that I was not aware of. And I had changed into <laughs> rest clothes and had socks on because it was in the winter. And I had, we had hardwood. And so I f ran down the hallway like a bowling alley, ran down the hallway and slid, think I was going to do the Tom Cruise the risky, uh, business thing. risky business thing. And I fell, and I slipped and I crumpled onto the floor and I look up and there's two men standing there having a serious conversation. They stop and they just look at me and they're like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, hello, You're thank like, you for coming. <laughs> Safe. <laughs> yeah, it was really embarrassing actually. So anyway, all right. Well, those are the ugly and awkward moments. Good stuff. Yes. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Easter is coming up, friends. Mm -hmm. So uh, go to UglyTruth.com, click on the Amazon button, and start searching for those cute Easter dresses for little girls and those ugly little Easter outfits for boys with the uh, trousers and suspenders that give them wedgies and the bow ties. And then also go to lipandclip.com and search for your spring makeup needs as well. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on Sunday. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth. <laughs>